Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hey there, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic, which is your quitting habit and your quitting pattern. So in the Addicted to Busy program, one thing that we focus on for 30 days is changing one single habit. And the reason why we do that is because a lot of times we are spending our time and energy on things that actually keep us farther away from our goals. So this would be things like overeating, overscrolling, or overspending. And what we want to do is for 30 days, focus in on how much we're engaging in that habit. We want to look at it consciously, and then we want to choose to reduce it. And this is something that I still practice to this day. For example, one thing that I'm focusing on is how much money I spend on coffee. My husband and I buy coffee from coffee shops almost every day. And I've started to realize that might not be the way that I want to spend my time or spend my energy. I'd rather have an extra 15 minutes in my day to get a little bit more work done. And I'm totally fine making my own coffee. But the thing is, is that that's a habit that I've got to break. The thing about it is we're talking about breaking habits, but quitting itself, quitting is actually a habit. You get better at whatever it is that you practice. So think about that for a second. If you practice walking every day, you're going to get really good at going for a walk every day. But if you're practicing being committed to walking every day for five days and then quitting for three days and then starting all over again, you're going to get really good at walking for five days, taking three days off, and then starting all over again. Now, before you get down on yourself because you realize that you might have a quitting pattern, I want you to keep in mind that the only reason that you have a quitting pattern in the first place is because you also have a starting pattern. And that's an amazing thing because there are people in the world who do not start anything because they fear that they might fail. So if you had something to quit, that also meant that you had the bravery to begin something in the first place. When we talk about quitting patterns, I'm specifically referring to hitting the easy button and overdoing it. As a reminder, these are habits that in and of themselves aren't harmful. It's just the extent to which we do them has started to cause a negative impact in our life. As an example, there's nothing wrong with checking social media every once in a while, but it becomes harmful when we become unconscious and get lost in the scroll and we're not fully aware of how much time we're investing in that habit. What's tricky about getting a hold of our quitting pattern is because it doesn't always look like we're flat out quitting something. 
And what I like to call these are little mini quitties. And what they are, are these little tiny decisions that keep us away from creating what we want to see in our life. When you quit, whether this is a big I quit or whether this is a mini quitty, more often than not, what you're actually looking for is just relief. And I think I've been pretty transparent in this podcast that when you do the work of either coaching yourself or getting coached, you will feel discomfort. Even if you're just going after a goal that is simply for fun, for example, maybe starting a side hustle as a photographer or learning to speak a new language, even if this is something that is just for fun, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel uncomfortable to put your work out into the world. It's going to feel uncomfortable to speak with someone, but maybe not fully be able to understand them. No matter what your goal is, at some point, you're going to come up against discomfort and your brain is going to want relief. When we uncover our quitting habits, what we're trying to look for are those moments that our brain wanted relief. And then we want to look for the justifications that we give ourselves to avoid the fact that we're quitting. Now, it may be a mini quitty, but it's little quit nonetheless. And my favorite excuse that people use to justify these tiny little quits is work. Time and time again, I hear people say, I was gonna go after this goal, and then you know what? Work just got so busy. What we have to do is get clear about your repeated excuses for quitting are. You may not even realize that these are excuses. In many cases, they feel really justified and valid. And this can be things like, I was just too busy. The holidays are so stressful. This is really hard. Or I just can't do this right now. Or it was budget season. Or I'm too tired. I'm confused. My kids have so many activities. I'll start tomorrow. On the outside, these small comments are thrown out without a second thought. And so much so that when your brain is seeking that relief, these tiny little phrases are going to do the trick. Keep in mind, our primitive brain, our toddler brain is obsessed with seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. And our toddler brain is going to do anything it can to get us to stay in bed, watch Netflix, and just eat food. But when we're overdoing it and hitting the easy button, we end up feeling frustrated and guilty later. So even though we got relief in the moment, it causes us pain in the long run. So here's the typical pattern that I see. We set a goal, we get all geared up to either stop drinking or lose the weight or stop scrolling. We start the business or we ask for the raise and the act of setting the goal feels amazing. But inevitably, when we get into the real work, we feel discomfort, and then our brain starts seeking out some way to get relief. And then we start the cycle again. We just keep bouncing back and forth between being uncomfortable because we don't have something that we want or being uncomfortable because getting the thing that we want is oftentimes challenging. So then the question is, why not just stay in the discomfort of getting what you want? When we acknowledge that going after our goals will feel uncomfortable, we eliminate the need to feel relief. When we remove all of these mini quitty phrases, the only option left is to stay committed. And when we stay committed, we start to discover that the feeling of accomplishment far outweighs 
the feeling of relief. Accomplishments feel amazing. The only way that you fail your goal is if you quit. What we really got to tune into is what's happening when these mini quitties, these tiny little phrases show up. Mini quits are tricky because on the outside, it doesn't look like a full out, I quit, I'm done. So in essence, we're not surrendering, but we're also not fully committed. And that's the key. These mini quits don't necessarily look like defeat, but they certainly don't look like commitment either. The problem with mini quitties is twofold. First of all, a bunch of mini quits add up to equal one giant quit. And then second, a bunch of mini quits can turn into a quitting habit. So I have two quitting habits that I didn't realize at the time were a pattern, but now that I've had a chance to reflect on them, I can totally see it clear as day. The first one was when it came to dieting. I would always start on Monday. And here was my pattern. I would get all geared up on Monday. I would have a meal plan ready to go. In many cases, even have all of my meals prepped. And then I'd go through Monday and Tuesday and I would be on fire. And then by Wednesday, the stress of my work week would start to catch up to me. And I might make a couple exceptions. I might tell myself a couple mini quitty phrases such as one meal won't hurt or this isn't going to make a big difference. This isn't a big deal. And then I'd get to Friday. And since I wasn't perfect, I'd be like, well, I've blown it already. So I might as well have fun this weekend and then I'll start on Monday. And that just became the pattern over and over and over and over again. And I also had a very similar mini quitty habit when it came to training for races. I would get so excited for this race that I had signed up for. I would take an afternoon, go to a coffee shop and write out my plan. And it would feel so good and exciting and encouraging to imagine myself following through on that plan. And then inevitably, typically something would happen at work or in my personal life where I would choose to skip one run. Then I would get back on track for a week and then I'd skip another run and then maybe a second run. And then the next thing I know, I'm down to only running two or three times a week when I had originally planned to be running four to five times a week. And so what would I do? I would scratch the plan, try and write it all over and do this again and again and again. Now, I can tell you this after looking at these habits for some time, I'm definitely someone who, if I make a mistake, I typically don't need until Monday to start over. I can usually get myself back on track the next day or the following day. And then the same thing with running plans. If I miss a day, I don't go back to the drawing board and try and rewrite the plan all over again. I just move forward with the plan that I have. So I want to offer you a tool that you can use to help prevent some of these mini quits. You may have actually heard about this exercise before, and it's called finding your reason why. The way that you do this is very simple and surprise, surprise, it is a journal exercise. So all you're going to do is clarify your goal and ask yourself why five times and then journal your responses out. Once you have journaled this out, you're going to fill out this phrase. I want to blank so that I can blank because I want to be someone who blanks. 
So I will give you an example. One of the goals that I had was just to stop eating in between meals. And so what I needed to do was ask myself why that was important and what it would mean to me. So when I asked myself why I wanted to do this, it was because I wanted to treat my body really well and be healthy. And why did I want to be healthy? Because I wanted to live my life and also live as long as possible. And then I had to ask myself, why was that important? The answer I came up with was because I only get one life and I want to take care of the body that I've been given. And why did I want to care for the body I've been given? And then again, my response was because I believe that life is a gift and I want to honor that. Another question that you can ask yourself is what does this mean to me? So what does it mean to me to be healthy? To me, it means that I'm responsible. And what does it mean to me to take care of my health? To me, it means that I'm grateful. When we look at all of these responses, now we can turn this into a phrase. I want to stop eating in between meals so that I can take amazing care of my health because I want to be someone who is grateful for the life they've been given. This why is so much more powerful than I just want to lose weight and look good. What we want to do is create a reason that is so powerful that when you come up against these mini quitties, you have a very strong sense of why you're doing this and not only why, but why it's important and who you will be once you do it. We want to make it impossible for you to give up in the moment. And we want to ensure that you are prepared to make a commitment to this. When you know your true reason why you're doing something and you anticipate that it might feel a little bit uncomfortable, you open the door to enjoy the hard part of getting to your goal. And the difference here is that instead of being focused on enjoying just the results of your hard work, we're actually focusing on enjoying the difficult parts. If you're only focused on the result that you're trying to get, it's going to be too easy for those mini quits to turn into a silent quit. So I encourage you to use this journal exercise either for a big goal that you're going after or maybe even just for a smaller habit that you're trying to quit. If you want to get your hands on a copy of this worksheet, just head on over to anahaveliana.com journal and you'll get on our mailing list to receive all of the worksheets that we have with the Addicted to Busy podcast. These worksheets are going to help you take what you're learning on the podcast to the next level so that you can implement these changes into your life right away. If you want to get a copy, hop on over to anahaveliana.com journal. That's A-N-N-A-J-A-V as in velvet, E-L-L-A-N-A.com slash journal. I love you. Keep going. And we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.